Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, actually in a studio together. It feels like we've been apart for months these last couple weeks. I get sick, and then uh, we get snowed out. The divorce is not final. The yet. divorce <laughs> is not final. We're gonna see. We're gonna, we're going to therapy. We're gonna try and make this thing work <laughs> at least once a week. As long as Ned's committed, I'm committed. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, there are some teams, however, that have already gotten their divorces final. Uh, for example, the Dolphins had a divorce with their coach. They now have a new coach. You think the Saints are next to announce their uh, new hire? Could well be, and the Dolphins are hoping that their hire does not turn out in the same capacity. They won with the the coach who they had, but then he turns around and files a lawsuit against the National Football League. Well, the new guy they hired is the first of the new coaches who is a minority. It's Mike McDaniel. He's the San Francisco 49ers offensive coordinator. Is biracial, but he falls into the minority category. So uh, he is now the coach of the Miami Dolphins, and I think probably has handed a pretty good football team. They were getting a whole lot better. So we'll we'll see how things work out. Now, as far as the Saints are concerned, our old friend Eric Bieniemy interviewed with the Saints yesterday. Now, how it turned out, who knows? Are they going to hire him? Who knows? If he wants to get a player interview with Alvin Kamara, he'll visit with him behind bars. Yeah. Golly, can't even just enjoy the Pro Bowl, go to Vegas, have a good time. You got to get into a fight at a nightclub and get a wreck. Can you imagine, though? God, what a, what a, how many, the Vegas is like, Vegas is not a good place for the NFL players at all. I mean, you look what happened with the Raiders. There's been several arrests on that team, but then you got a guy from another team going into Vegas getting arrested. That's, that that's city is cursed. Hardly the only case. Yeah, man. well, that's, that's, I mean, I'm like, and every time, the twice time, the two times a year the Chiefs fly in, they just need to go straight to the game, play, get back on the plane, get the hell out and of I there. I think that, I really, I think that's what they do. <laughs> it's cursed, man. I tell you, it's cursed. Well, while we were stuck inside looking at snow out on the, on the lawn and in the street and the slush and all that crap, a bunch of fancy pants is playing golf on Pebble Beach, making me jealous, but it turned out to be a pretty good tournament. It was. It's the Pebble Beach, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro and the old Crosby Clambake, and it is always a dandy tournament. Watered down a little bit this year by a number of the big name pros who went and played in Dubai instead of playing in this one, but... That's, that's still, the celebrities were there, Bill Murray was out there playing golf and so forth and so on, but the winner's Tom Hoagie, who played very well, had the lead early in the tournament, lost it, and then had a big-time comeback yesterday down the stretch. He overhauled Jordan Spieth on the final couple of holes and wins it by two. So Tom Hoagie gets the win, and that is, that, uh, that's really a very big deal for him. Hoagie is a young and up-and-coming... I say young. He's 32 years old. He's been on the tour, in and around, bounced on several tours. But maybe this is the key breakthrough for him. That's a good, good thing. And he's still got a lot of golf to play, too, to prove himself. So we'll see what happens there. Last but not least, we, of course, have the Winter Olympics going on. Uh, if you ask some people on the street, they'd probably be like, what? <laughs> the Olympics are happening right now? But, yes, they are. Support your team. Support Team USA. How are we doing so far in Not the medal very count? Well. Not Ooh. very well. No, I have three medals. They're all silver. And the U.S., and, and this was really expected in some respects because the Winter Olympics is really not indigenous as much in this country as it is in Norway and Sweden and in Korea and China. Uh, they have all done very well. But our USA team 
Well, Michaela Schifrin, who is the three-time defending champion, I beg your pardon, two-time defending champion in alpine skiing from this country, ain't going to win the gold. She wiped out yesterday, and then her replacement in there, the second leading alpine skier, broke her leg, apparently. Oh, my goodness. Uh, on one of the gates. At least that's the suspicion. She suffered a really serious leg injury, so we're not doing very well at all. Is a big game in women's hockey coming up tonight. The USA team is very, very good. So is Canada, and that's who they play, USA versus Canada. Both teams have whipped big time the other international competition. Now they play each other. So a big game for the Bears yesterday, real big game for them yesterday. And unfortunately for the Bears, it was a 180-degree reversal from when they played two weeks ago. You might remember the Bears and Loyola played on a Sunday in Chicago, and the Bears came out, and I, I say Sunday, it was not, it was a Saturday. And the Bears came out roaring in the second half and just shot lights out and ran away from Loyola, won it by 10 or 12, whatever it was. Uh, but it was a big second half. So what happens yesterday at the JQH Arena? The exact reversal. The Bears had a one-point lead at halftime. Loyola comes out and gets blistering hot in the second half, shoots 53%. Beats the Bears 71-62, and Loyola's good. This is not a fluke. They are a very good basketball team, but so are the Bears. The Bears, however, are a very good offensive team. When the offense is not clicking, they're going to have trouble because they can't make up for it any other way. Have two really big stars, Isaiah Mosley and Gage Prim. Prim had uh, 22 points, I think it was, yesterday. Mosley only had 14. He was shut down. That was the difference. And when the Bears cannot shoot from three-point range, which they could not yesterday, not to the extent that Loyola did, there's trouble in River City. Loyola had 8 of 17 from Trey distance. The Bears were 4 of 21. It's a gamble when you have long-distance shooting like that. When it works, boy, things are great, absolutely great. When it doesn't work, Mm. Yeah. 71-62, Loyola wins the game. And if you look at the average, uh, what Isaiah would score on a normal game, he scores that Bears win. So it wasn't hard for you for them to figure out what they had to do. to. And you just you paint the picture right there. It's not hard. If they can just stop those two dudes, it's going to be real tough for the Bears to win. So hopefully they can uh, figure out another way. But the time for them to do that is running out. Well, if they have a third game, it'll be in the tournament. Yeah, the yeah, for sure. Well, we'll see what happens there. What about the Lady Bears? Lady Bears played about two hours later at JQH, and this is most unusual. In fact, I don't remember this ever happening before. Lady Bears played Southern Illinois in Carbondale on Friday night and got walloped. Southern Illinois beat them big time. 48 hours later, same two teams come back and play in Springfield. It was a makeup game because of COVID. If they play within 48 hours, this time the Lady Bears win it by one. 53-52 to 52 on two foul shots with a minute and a half remaining in the game. That was all the scoring that was done. Wow. There was none in the final minute and a half. That's crazy. Uh, Bryce Caleb had a couple of foul shots for the Lady Bears. It was actually a minute 25 remaining in the game. Made it 53-52. Bingo! That is the final score. That's a big win for the Lady Bears. Uh, Southern Illinois is a very good basketball team. So is the Lady Bears. So we'll find out the next time they play would be in the tournament up in the, the Quad Cities area. Wow. So it, it, 
you know, it's all boiling down to a storybook finish. We'll see what God, happens. that's the longest minute and a half you probably ever had in your life, especially if you're one of those players. One there. shot and it would miss, roll yeah. around the rim. Somebody would get some foul shots, they'd miss. The crowd is, somebody! Yeah, I know, I know. And then and then it's over. Oh, God. Uh, so uh, we had some racing in a historic race in the uh, Coliseum over the weekend. They called it the Bush Clash. How'd that go down? Bush Clash is normally, and I say normal, whatever normal is, at the Daytona International Speedway, which is a two-and-a-half-mile oval down in Florida. It is the the beginning of Speed Week. Bush Clash is a non-points event. It's an exhibition, but <laughs> that doesn't make any difference. These guys are out there trying. Well, NASCAR knows fully well they need to expand their horizons. They're very weak out on the West Coast. So, with the Super Bowl out on the West Coast, how about giving the Super Bowl a little punch and bring the Bush Clash to Los Angeles? Where's the track in Los Angeles? Hmm, well, there is none. How about if we create one? So they did. They created a short track. It was only a quarter of a mile inside the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Kind of a little test to see what would happen. Most of these drivers, if not all of them on the NASCAR circuit, got their start with short track racing. Well, that's what this was. Had to take out about, I'm going to say, ten or 15,000 seats for security purposes around the track. So the maximum crowd was 60,000, which is about what they had. Race was great. Joey Logano won it. There were a lot of tempers. They're going to be, when you have short track racing, uh, people bumping into each other and taking each other out. Fans loved it. There was a fist fight afterwards. I mean, come on. This is this is NASCAR. <laughs> anyway, Joey Logano beats Kyle Busch, and uh, the fans, NBC had the race. They give it very high grades. NASCAR says they were happy. It's probably, I, I won't say a one-time only deal, but it was a pretty good little experiment to see what would happen on a, on a day when, what do you have, the Pro Bowl and the National Hockey League All-Star fiasco, which is what that is. So it was a good little experiment to try. Yeah, everyone's just kind of partying, and it's it's interesting. We'll see if they do more of that because, yeah, definitely uh, there was a lot of rubbing going on in that race <laughs> yesterday, Ned. Uh, luckily for us, we don't have any rubbing going on in here. You have a great day.